0: This is
1: The House
0: Call. Welcome to The House Call Podcast. We're back with another episode, number two of the week. First things first, thank you so much to our guest, Sravan. Sravan, welcome to the show. It's a pleasure to have you on. With that being said, let's go ahead and address some of this news that's come out. So Dak Prescott did come out. It doesn't look like he's ready yet. So... Cooper Rush is expected to start again this week. It looks like that win streak will continue. Next, Jonathan Taylor has officially been ruled out against the Broncos, so no Jonathan Taylor on Thursday Night Football. Continuing to move forward, Cole Beasley is officially retired two weeks after signing with Tampa Bay. So, he comes in, stays for two weeks, looks like he can't do it he's out i don't think this is really going to be too detrimental to tampa bay with that being said johnny smith is also week to week with an ankle injury the difference is where mac jones has a high ankle sprain this is a low ankle sprain on uh smith so we'll see how long he's out and what kind of effect this will have not only on him but his absence will have on the patriots as they move forward so with that being said the last game I want to look at from this past week is the Seahawks and the Lions. So, Joe, what are your thoughts on what happened with the Seahawks and the Lions?
1: So, I picked the Lions to win this game. And I I also took the under on our house best segment because I literally thought there was no way they were going to reach it. And then I look at the score and somehow these teams have combined for almost 90 points or over 90 points and it's not, and the Seahawks, it just doesn't make any sense to me. Uh, the Lions have the one of the or the top scoring offense in the league, and yet have also given up the most points in the league. And if that's not the most Lions ever thing you could ever say, I don't know what is.
2: I just don't. <laughs> Rob? I don't know, looking at both these teams, what is Geno, what is Geno Smith on? Like is he drinking liquid IV? What is this? Like I, all of a sudden, this guy's turning, <laughs> that Lawrence like, Taylor regiment, I guess. <laughs> yeah, he's outperforming Russell Wilson, and not by a little bit. Like we just, the episode's gonna be releasing today, but um, it's crazy. Like, is it really Pete Carroll or is is it really Russell Wilson? I don't know because Geno Smith is. It seems like he's turned back the clock. But what's your thought, Elliot?
3: Yeah, I I don't know if you guys saw this earlier today. He's the first quarterback through four weeks to have 77.3 or 0.6% completion. Like that's pretty ridiculous. I mean, I think usually like 60, 65 is pretty good, but like 70 is really good. 77 is like unheard of. Um, and I don't think he's just throwing like slants and dinks and ducks either. He can he can air it out. So yeah, great game. Um, Gino's got like a real shot at MVP, if he keeps it up.
0: Okay. So Ron, what were your thoughts on uh, the Seahawks and the Lions?
4: Are we back at West Virginia with Geno? <laughs> because it really looks—it looks like he looked like the Orange Bowl, Geno Smith, the night that he did what he did against Clemson. But as we all know, a quarter of the season, the first quarter, really does not matter. It just matters, you know, what he does with this opportunity. And plus, Seattle does have, if I'm not mistaken, two first-round picks next year. So if Gino somehow proves this year that he can be a potential long-term answer, at least for one or two years, maybe those picks are used to be in the offensive and defensive lines, which is what Pete Carroll tends to pride himself on. Or if he's not the answer, he's at least a serviceable backup. That means Seattle can go in with a clear mind, find a quarterback, and potentially find another piece to help them because they do have a good left tackle in Charles Cross, but they don't have that go-getter kind of defensive player. So if you take a quarterback, you can get a guy to lead your team and a guy to go kill the other team's quarterback. So you have multiple options based on what's happened in the first four weeks. It's it's so
2: fucking weird. I'm looking at this team. I'm like, if they keep winning games, Bryce Young, CJ Stroud, those guys are kind of off the table. Mm -hmm. Don't need them. Apparently not. (laughs) Russell Wilson's looked like shit. I'm going to be completely honest with you. And if, if you got Geno Smith, Basically turning about the clock. he's Maybe, I mean, look where he was going. He was with the Giants, who are criminally, them, them and the Jets, in the last 10 years of the, the losing his franchises. He looked it up. So, I mean, kind of makes sense. Went to the Giants, he went to the Jets. So, I mean, maybe he just needed to do a good team. And he went and he's with Carroll. Or so, it, leave New out. Jersey.
1: You just need to get out of New Jersey. New exactly. Jersey is terrible. It brings everybody down.
4: Except one, there's <laughs> yeah. one place in New Jersey that's actually good, though. Okay. Carlos, Carlos Bakery. Bakery. Remember okay. Kate flots Carlos Baker? I he thought he was going to take one, 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 with one place.
0: <laughs> okay. I mean, he makes a good point. Like he it. makes a good point. I like point. it. I thought he was
2: going to say, like, the, the subway system to get out. Nah. Nah. Nah, nah, nah,
4: nah, nah. Uh, <laughs> I've no. been there before. It's not fun. Oh, gosh.
3: But thanks I mean, for coming, I knew... sign.
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I do got to ask you guys, though. At this current point, with how far we've got, what are your realistic expectations for Seattle? How far do you see them? Do you see them in I, the fuck playoffs? Who knows?
2: Who fucking yeah, knows? If anybody says that they, they expected this, even after week um one against the Broncos, you're kidding yourself. I don't
4: know. I mean, you thought, you thought they could potentially, you know, win week one because, you know, week one surprises happen. But after four weeks you see this, you know, um it, it's definitely a bit perplexing. It's a bit shocking, but it's somewhat pleasant in a way, mm-hmm. in the sense that, you know, some people start off very hot, but as we get later into the season, um, Elliot, you can attest to this, we're going to find out exactly who are the real teams that are consistently good, and who just happened to get off to a fast start, but eventually came down back to earth.
3: Yeah, I mean, after week you- two, I had Bills going 17-0, and and then they lost, so, you know, yeah. <laughs> That's how
4: I'm, it goes. I don't, want
2: to, I don't want to talk about that game ever again. the I was looking Ramps. at the schedule. I was like, ain't no way nobody's going to beat them. And I was like, week one's going to determine who goes undefeated. <laughs> yeah. I mean. And now it's the Eagles. Right.
0: <laughs> I mean, who could have predicted Eagles and Matt what? Uh, Matt, uh, Matt Stafford coming back to Earth, though. Who could have predicted that after what we saw last well, I mean, season?
4: Quite frankly, it was obvious because if you really think about the stars kind of aligned for the Rams in the Super Bowl, you know, run that they had had uh, Tampa Bay not mis- done a miscue on defense, there's a good chance the Buccaneers might have been back-to-back champions. But then again, San Francisco's defensive line, say what you want about the quarterback position. In the NFC Championship, the Rams' offensive line was fortunate on a couple of plays to allow Stafford to work in. And If they had caught the interception, I think maybe Cincinnati could have beaten San Francisco even with that passwork offensive line. Joe Burrow was good enough to handle his weight against San Francisco. We saw that in the regular season, even though they lost. But you know the Rams, they kinda had to give the Los Angeles market some extra love.
1: I mean, plus you. you look at how, you look at all of the things they lost in the offseason. I mean Sony Michelle, playoff mm-hmm. Sony, looked like playoff Sony. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, they had OBJ. Even though he got hurt in the Super Bowl, they still had OBJ for the playoff run. They were play you know, they they thought getting Allen Robinson would be a good filler for Robert Woods, and so far he's done absolutely nothing. And oh, yeah? they did i don't know if they really add anything to the defense i mean they lost von miller and von miller's been popping off for buffalo so i mean you know you think about it and the subtractions they made played key roles in their run and now those guys are gone and i think uh dan orlowski came out and said the only way the rams are going back to the super bowl is if they sign obj because that's what they need right now they need a solid number two wide receiver and they just don't have it most definitely They're not going back, back. no
0: what? <laughs> Let's continue our look at the Rams here because we had a Rams team who on Monday night got smoked by the 49ers. Rob, what were your thoughts on what you saw on that Monday night game?
2: Matt Stafford just like, we know he's a turnover machine, but when when everything's not aligned, he's not the quarterback that everybody sees. Like he, He'll make mistakes and then he'll continue to make mistakes.
1: My problem with the Rams is, is this. Uh, you are essentially one-dimensional, right? Because the only thing that people have to worry about is keeping Cooper Cup out of the end zone. Cam Akers doesn't look like Cam Akers. Daryl Henderson's probably your best running back through four weeks. And your defense isn't stopping anyone. I mean, Jalen Ramsey got exploited continuously. I, uh, I think it was week one. He gave up, like, all those catches and everything like that. And then he's kind of looked a little bit more like the Jalen we know. And then Aaron Donald's getting free runs at Jimmy Garoppolo, and they're still losing. So I mean, there is something going on in that Rams team, and it was it was true. We always thought thought about it, it was how long can you sit there and trade away with number one overall picks and and bring in top star talent and do financial gymnastics and stay relevant? And the and that thing is now is that they're essentially got a bunch of aging veterans on both sides of the football. And no young talent to learn from them, to to develop, and to take their place when they essentially slow down, or as Julian said, the wheels come off. So, I don't know, the entire division's two and two. Hey,
2: Sean so McBain. anything can happen. Strange now, bitch. You want Coltrane now? (laughs)
4: That and we wasted our time watching him, thinking he'd be at 104, maybe. (laughs) Yeah,
1: Yeah, he did come out and clarify. He did come out and clarify the whole strange lefty thing Uh, that uh, they thought he would be there, and they were just surprised that someone valued them higher than they Uh, did. uh, All right.
2: (laughs) Now we're laughing at you because you no longer can buy a championship. It doesn't work out. You push the money for it, you're gonna end up like the Atlanta Falcons. By the way, the Atlanta Falcons. How they turn that situation around this offseason? Their GM needs to get a fucking cookie or something. Um, Marcus Mariota I mean, looks like what they needed. I mean, they me, were they were like negative forty-eight million dollars in cap debt.
1: That's me, rated, You traded all of it in one go, and you sent Matt Ryan to, exactly to Indy. <laughs> To dial I mean, it back toward
0: the antithesis here of the Rams and the Niners. Let me ask you all this question: If it doesn't work out for the Rams. Obviously, you have no draft pick, so you can't really move make moves with that because you have Nick nothing there. So it's got to be a physical player. If you're that GM, who's the odd man up? Who's going to go? What?
4: The... In terms of what?
0: You know, somebody's got to go in regards to
4: making that
2: team bet. Team you better. You're kind of fucked. You dedicate. There, there's no
4: real. There's no real out. Even. I would say Alan Robinson, but if you just ink a guy to a fresh deal, you know, the financial investments and the metrics that go along with this, I think, Rob, we talked about this every time you and I do Insta lives, the, the financial, you know, investment in that, even if you get rid of him for one year, you're still paying for it down the line. And, you know, they kind of mortgaged it for one year, knowing that if it went wrong, it could have really hindered them. And sure they have that ring to show for it, but even with that ring, it, there was too much of a heavy risk knowing that it's going to affect them years and years down the line. I understand being aggressive. That's not, you know, illegal. But there is a thing of being too aggressive. And we kind of saw that with the Ryan Pace, who's now in Atlanta as like a scout. When he was managing the Bears, he was a little bit too aggressive. And it, we saw how that failed miserably. And now Ryan Pulse has to clarify that for the Bears and clean that up but most definitely we, we we've seen it brandon it's one thing to be aggressive as a general manager that's not the worst thing in the world but there is a thing is going a little overboard sure you have the super bowl range to show for it but you have to be consistent in the nfl otherwise heads are going to roll
3: yeah like as, as much as we get on belichick for not getting receivers i mean there's a reason mm-hmm. the Patriots were good for 20 years and not one right
2: mm-hmm. just different when you look at alan robinson has he really made a case to? really want to spend any kind of draft capital on him. No, every other team is looking around and being like, the Rams, you're fucked. You're fucked. Because who, what are you going to trade for him at this point, Allen Robinson? You, you I, I know you guys seen when DeAndre Hopkins was traded for what was like a, six, a, a fifth or sixth? It was crazy. Yeah. Like, what do you think you're going to get? A seventh? That I mean, nobody's going to want to take on his new contract along with giving up capital. Not going to happen.
1: I mean, your best option is is that if it completely falls apart, right? If the Rams completely fall apart and they finish last in that division this year. I'm not saying that's going to happen, but if that is the case, right? That is the worst case scenario. What do you do at that point? If you're going to trade people, at that point, you got to just empty the cupboard. You got to trade everybody. You got to go back down to the, the bricks, down to the foundation, and get as much draft capital as you possibly can. You could probably pull a second and a fourth, maybe even a first and a, and a fifth for Aaron Donalds. You could probably get... the the Tyreek treatment for Cooper Cup, you could probably get like a fifth or a sixth for Allen Robinson, but that's what you're talking about. You trade Jalen Ramsey, you trade Aaron Donald, you trade Cooper Cup, you just empty the cupboard. You hope that Matt Stafford retires and you go in with all this draft capital in the free agency and you hope that you have enough there to draft in the first round and do the moves you want to do to rebuild and hopefully you rebuild similar to the Patriots and not like what we've seen from these other teams that have been doing this for ten plus years. That's true. Sure, I, I just don't yet.
4: think the Rams are gonna be capable of handling such kind of measures. Sean McVay has oh, nice. never really been part of it. Matter of fact, when remember when he came in, yeah. you know, it was similar to um, you know, Jeff Fisher kind of really built that identity of that defense. Say what you want about his win loss record. But if you look at the draft picks that he was able to work with and bring in, besides Aaron Donald, of course, like that that that's a that's a gift, you know itself. Oh, yeah. But other players you saw him bring it in, you could kind of see okay, there's some things to work with here. For all the grief that Jeff Fisher got, he did bring in some talent to the Rams. It wasn't like the guy was just horrible 100 percent as you know ESPN and Fox might make him out to be, but he had something there. Sean McVay kind of put the icing on the cake with a little bit more structure in terms of getting offensive personnel. But in terms of draft picks, you don't really have too many to show for. Him. You have a couple here and there that work out. But it's about those upper tier picks kind of being the foundation pieces and the lower tier, lower picks, so to speak. They're like the guys that can fill your depth chart if you find a steal in there. It's a good thing. You don't have to pay too much early. And the remaining cap space can be used on bringing in the veteran pieces to be the icing on the cake. Sean McVay has never been in that situation before. I'm not saying he can't handle it, but if you go into something for the very first time, we just don't know how you're going to be able to handle that situation. And in L.A., I think we can all agree on this. There's too many distractions in L.A. You kind of have to win to yeah. be good, and right now the Rams are fortunate because they won the Super Bowl. They have some attention. Let that sink away for a second, and they're right back to square one, so to speak. Well, yeah, least got mean, that at, that at least they got that stadium.
1: Yeah, they got the stadium, but I mean that's what I'm saying. Like we're talking about where what's going to happen to them or what's their options. You're either run it back again next year with what you got because you don't have any really cap space. You don't have any good draft capital. You hope you find a steal. Or you empty the cupboard, and those are your two options because you can't trade away an Aaron Donald or Jalen Ramsey or a Cooper Cup just by themselves. Because if you trade away Cooper Cup, that offense is useless. You trade trade away Aaron Donald, your pass rush is gone. And if you trade away Jalen Ramsey, your secondary is garbage. So I mean, you you literally, it's either everything or nothing, is, is what I'm saying, and that's mm-hmm. your best bet.
0: Let's continue to move forward here because I mean, this Rams team, it, it's a, it's something to keep an eye on
1: days are a ritual in my house. One important part of that routine is drinking Liquid IV. I love staying hydrated and Liquid IV makes that so easy, especially when I have 12 hours of enjoying football ahead of me. There's so many delicious flavors. My personal favorite is passion fruit. One stick of Liquid IV in 16 ounces of water hydrates faster than just water alone. Get 25% off and free shipping when you go to liquidiv.com and use code the underscore house underscore call underscore podcast at checkout experience better hydration today at liquidiv.com and remember to use the code the underscore house
2: underscore call underscore podcast or click the link in the bio
0: but another game that i think really shocked everyone was uh, our sunday night game the chiefs and the Bucks. rob you had a lot of a lot to say about Mahomes in our personal conversation so break it down what were your
2: thoughts on what we saw in this game i I mean look the bucks look like they kept on calling back into it but then patrick mahomes is the mvp of the league right now i don't think it's really close i'm gonna be honest he really has had only really one bad game the colts other than that every like josh allen looks like a little bit more human uh, Lamar Jackson has had his fair share of like pickups. Look at the first half against the Patriots. Other than that, that, uh, scored with Mark Andrews at the end of the half. Uh, it look, It's really just Patrick Mahomes. And then everybody else is just trying to buy for second place for that. And as far as the chiefs go, I, I'm looking at the scene. And I'm like, I said this in the last episode, I I'm looking at the scene. I'm like them, the bills and the Eagles. If they're on their best day. Nobody's beating these teams. Fortunately, two of them are going to have to go against each other. The Eagles really don't have anybody to really. There's nobody in the NFC that could really combat them. I, you cannot tell me there's a team as complete as that team. And I think A.J. Brown was the difference maker. Once he came there, Devontae Smith doesn't need to be wide receiver one. He can kind of groom himself. And, and that's what's scary. Once this kid grooms into what he can be, my God.
4: Mm hmm. There's a lot to like about the Eagles, no question about it. And, you know, ultimately, Howie Roseman kind of did it right in the sense that he, you know, again, emphasized trench players. And, you know, they've gotten a lot of grief over the years in terms of drafting defensive linemen after defensive linemen and then offensive linemen. But that's kind of where the game is won. Sure, it's not the flashy pick that the Philadelphia Inquirer is going to write a big headline about. It's not the, you know... Great safety, or the great wide receiver, or the running back that's gonna, you know, got the fans at wherever the draft is. I'm not sure where it is gonna be this year, but it's not gonna have them booing, you know, like what happened in 1999 with Donovan McNabb over Ricky Williams. And we kind of understand that, you know, as great as Ricky Williams was in college, the Texas ho- uh, holes that he ran through in college uh, weren't exactly what the Philadelphia Eagles had, even though they had John Runyon, Trey Thomas, Newberry, Hicks, and Fraley operating there with John Wellborn at one point but the point is with the Eagles they've built that line pretty well and you have a good receiving core AJ Brown's kind of taking the number one attention so Devontae Smith doesn't have to face as nearly tight of a coverage unless he's playing like a really strong secondary so that Slim Reaper nickname that people used to give him in college with Quez Watkins and the rest of the receivers there there's enough you know fluidity with that offense that allows the running game to take place and Jalen Hurts doesn't have to do too much work and even when he does have to do a lot of work he's not really flinching it's kind of what the eagles want at this point they want their lines of scrimmage to help the back end the only question is that linebacking core but you know the eagles they will find a way to get some linebacker to come in there and play eventually they always seem to do it it's not a big name but it ends up working out for them mm-hmm. so kudos to the
2: Eagles and on what's scary about this team they howie roseman i really got on his case for like so many years they have the fourth overall draft pick if the Saints keep on trending in the direction they're trending, and a 37th overall pick in this draft. It currently, that's disgusting. This team's already like stacked. If they get the fourth overall pick, which by the way will be a superstar most times and not, and then you get the 32nd overall pick, which they probably could trade for more draft capital because fuck it, why not? What he's done is just like. It's amazing. I, I I I didn't see the picture at first. Maybe Jalen Rager kind of gave me that, or was it Asya, or Was it Whiteside? I forget his first name. Whatever. JJ
4: Rakego Whiteside.
2: Which it goes to show you, you can make mistakes, but he's hit. He's hitting with Jordan Davis. You got Nicobe Dean. You got oh god, this team is just, and they're young. Jalen Hurts like he he's gonna turn and. <laughs> here's here's a
4: question. Here's a question though. Really? I think we all can agree on this. Forgive me, Brandon. I'm sorry, but I just question. You're if this draft order sticks to where it is by the end of the season, and the Eagles have the fourth pick and the 32nd, we know the 32nd is probably going to get traded for someone else because Howie Grossman wants want to stock picks, but he's keeping that fourth pick. And that's rare. Could you just imagine at the fourth overall pick if the Eagles were to get their hands on Will Anderson Jr. of Alabama through that already strong defensive line? They can trade the veterans there for more picks, and they still have some young Terminator kind of player in Philadelphia. Can you just imagine that?
2: It's scary. It's, it it's is. So scary. Like look, they're they're going to be the best team in football if they keep trending towards this direction. They already are right now. I'm going to be honest with you. The Chiefs go against them. I don't see that Chiefs defense being able to stop what they got on on the Eagles' offense. Mm-mm. And the Eagles have to play a bad game. Like their last game against Jacksonville wasn't like the greatest game, and they had 29 unanswered points. It, look, this team, I, I. Hate the Eagles. Let's really, really not But yeah,
0: let's. We uh, started at the Chiefs and the Bucks and kind of went off on a tangent here. But Joe Elliott, <laughs> with that game, what were your thoughts?
3: Yeah. So my biggest takeaway from Bucks Chiefs. How many rushing yards do the Buccaneers have as a team? Anyone know? As a team, the,
4: the, what what is rushing to the Buccaneers right,
3: right now? Right, <laughs> three, three rushing yards three so the chiefs defense knew they were passing the ball every single time and tom brady put up 385 with three tds i mean that's pretty impressive to me um i think this offense is trending in a really good direction um i just think their defense for whatever reason had an off night and they couldn't stop anyone but like you know they don't they had that fumble on special teams early in the game made it a 7-0 game like that like for no reason um yeah, so I, I don't know. I, I disagree with you, Rob, that the Eagles are the only team in the NFC because can't bet against Brady.
4: But that's kind of what – didn't we expect this, though? Didn't we expect, like, a you know, usually when a Super Bowl rematch happens, you know, the team that loses kind of gets up forward and goes a little bit berserk? I mean, mm-hmm. we saw in the preseason the Bengals, reserves or not, they took it out on the Rams pretty good in the preseason. And then, you know, Chiefs and Buccaneers, say, but the Chiefs have kind of been waiting for this for a while and – same thing with Rodgers in the pack. You know, they've been waiting to beat Brady for a while, so that's kind of their Super Bowl.
1: Most definitely. Joe I've been I've been labeled as a Patrick Mahomes hater since he's come into the league and that's not going to change after what I'm about to say. Basically what I have seen is is Patrick Mahomes if he can get out of the pocket and extend plays and put, pretty much play backyard football is what Rob said he's an MVP. But if you can keep him in the pocket, keep him contained and take him down, which is what the Bucks did a fantastic job of in the Super Bowl, he's mediocre at best. So I, I, I feel like for some odd reason, as long as he can sit there and run around and do the things that he likes to do and do this backyard football ad lib, you know, let me juke three corners and do a, a flick overhead pass to Edwards Hilaire in the end zone from the two, he's fine right? Like that's what we've seen. The longer, the more he can extend plays, the better he is. The Bucks defense apparently forgot what made them successful in the Super Bowl and let Patrick Mahomes do whatever he wanted to the rushing point of that, that Elliot brought up. I mean, the running back core there is what a rookie and half of what Leonard Fournette can be based on the fact that he said his pretty much one of his legs is about to fall off because that was what two weeks ago. So I doubt he's healthy you fall behind and now you're playing catch up with an offense that has the ability to do what the chiefs what we've seen the chiefs do what week 1 and now here in week 4 so yeah i don't know i don't think the chiefs are as good as, as some of these games make them out to be i think that you know patrick mahomes like i said he's he's what we know he is he if he can do the things like lamar does when he can get out of the pocket and run and and extend plays and throw the find the guy who's open he's great but Lamar Jackson in the pocket when pressure and he can't escape is the same as is Patrick Mahomes. But they're flashy and they're fun to watch, which is why they're always in the MVP conversation.
2: And I agree with you that he is hes severely overrated. I am one of the guys that have bashed him constantly and constantly. But there aren't many teams that are equipped to stop him when it comes to when he does do those backyard play bullshit. Uh, I, look, Andy Reid should get... Andrew will never get enough credit for turning him into what he is because uh, he really disguises him and makes up for a lot of it and Travis Kelsey as well So until I see like a team that's like maybe the Eagles but the Eagles are kind of middle of the pack when it comes to defense what team is going to have that type of balance to be able to stop the Chiefs it's going to be very hard
0: if the if you're at Tampa Bay is this game a cause for concern
1: no, this, this game just give no. away. You're in a weak division. It's a little, it's <laughs> I mean, a little bit
4: concerning. It's a little bit, but not like oh, hit the panic button. Tom you know, there's Brady. there's like there's sites Red. that are gonna say oh, the the Buccaneers are frauds. You know, there are sites, there are analysts that are gonna go out there and maybe because just the hatred towards Tom okay. Brady, but come on, it, it's it's down. a bad game. It is a bad game. Let's not get ourselves, but it's a bad defense. There's no I mean, reason yeah. to hit the panic button just yet. Brady's week, week four. weak
0: week eight. Got off-field distraction. He is coming off a few injuries. I do believe he was limited in practice due to a knee and a finger injury. You know, and if his defense
2: there. and if his Usually. defense actually stops a fucking drive, they come back because Brady was just slinging up points left and right. It, it, his defense just like when the game started getting close, his defense just couldn't stop the fucking flu. I'm telling you, like they they stopped, they they couldn't stop anything at that point.
3: Yeah, to so your that. point, Brandon. Staying. There's news every week, like, "Oh, Brady missed practice with an injury." No, every Wednesday is Veteran Day with Buccaneers, so he takes practice off and he's on the injury report. Just <laughs> it. but people love to get yeah. clicks. Mm-hmm.
1: So been on the injury report what now? 18 years. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so, okay, fair that enough.
0: <laughs> Fair enough. I mean, it's just you know you got to look at it from both sides here. But let's go ahead and get into predictions for this upcoming week. So we'll start it off with the Thursday night game. We've got the Colts and the Broncos. Rob, no Jonathan Taylor. Who do you got?
2: Uh, I'm still picking the Colts. I have no faith in Russell Wilson in that Broncos game. They are also missing their starting run, running back in Javante Williams. So I look, and especially since I think Melvin Gordon is, he was at, he was at practice. He was limited at at practice yesterday. So like, you you got Hackett versus Reich. I think I'll pick Reich. So oh, that's yeah. what I'm, I'm I'm leaning towards the Colts. Servant?
4: I kind of agree. I think the Colts match up pretty well with the Broncos right now. However, I'm a little bit concerned with the lack of Jonathan Taylor. And I know the Colts' offensive line has been, over the past few years, you know, their strength, so to speak. When you have Braden Smith, you have um, Ryan Kelly and Quentin Nelson. But the loss of Mark Glowinski—that people are not really talking about—the right guard—it's definitely left a hole in their uh, running game. So I'm going to take the Colts, but again, I, I feel really shaky about this pick, to be honest.
0: Okay, fair enough. Elliot.
3: Broncos.
1: Joe. Uh, So we were talking about who's out for the Broncos. Well, you know, you got, you know, we just mentioned the right guard. We just, uh, uh, Shaquille Leonard's not playing again this week from what I've understood. Uh, Jonathan Taylor's out. But my dark horse of this game is going to be Neem Hines. I think uh, Hines actually allows them to have a way more flexible offense because he does pass protect very well. He does run very well. He catches the ball very well. He runs routes very well. I think it's allowed that offense to be too dynamic. I'm picking the Colts.
0: Okay, fair enough. Let's keep it going. The
2: Giants and the Packers—that's our London game. Well. Mm. Who the hell is that quarterback for the Giants? Saquon Barkley? I'm picking the Packers. Packers—the best third down, um, third down defense in the NFL as far as conversion rate. They were 0, 17, zero for seventeen going into this game against the Patriots. And I look until you tell me that the Giants are going to have some semblance of a quarterback, I'm picking the Packers.
4: I agree. I got to go with Green Bay on this one, mainly because I'm looking at the Aarons in the backfield. I'm not talking about the quarterback here. I'm talking about Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon. Excuse me, I'm thinking about the A's, not Aarons. Aaron Rodgers (laughs) is quarterback, of course, but I'm thinking of Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon. I think that combination, when you have a one-two punch at the running back position, it allows the defense to be a bit more of a, I would say, they guess more. And when you keep a defense guessing, it's an offense's best friend because it allows you to have proper matchups. So I'm going to pick the Packers in this one.
0: Okay. Elliot?
3: Yeah, as much as I hate him, I think Aaron Rodgers tends to elevate uh, receivers and just throw, you know, high-probability throws so that they're either going to be, you know, completions or not intercepted worst case. So, yeah. Uh, Yeah, give me the Packers.
1: Joe? What's the Packers' worst... Thing to ever have happened to them on defense? What's, what's like the one thing that they just can't stop?
4: The
1: running but, uh, game. What's Saquon Barkley right now in rushing yards? Number one.
2: Come on.
1: Who's understanding? Well, I pick the, the Giants.
2: Giants.
1: I, so I pick the, the Giants. Brian Dabble oh, has found way to win games he shouldn't have won. I don't care. Saquon, just send Saquon out there, hack the ball, ball to him, and let him run it. He'll run it all day and you know he'll what? have like 300 yards. That might work, but <laughs> they won't what? do it.
2: So here, here's the thing. I I kind of agree with him a little bit just because of what we saw against the Patriots. I mean, who that? They knew we were going to run the fucking ball on them, and they couldn't stop it. They couldn't stop them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I mean, if
1: right if, 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 if Bailey Zabby can go out there and, and complete sixty percent, sixty-seven percent of his passes for hundred yards and a touchdown, whoever they throw under center in that offense is going to be serviceable enough to give Saquon Barkley the ball in space. All right. I'm yeah, telling you, Zappi- I just don't did. trust the Packers offense.
4: I don't trust the Packers offense That's outside him. of Remember, he's a rookie. Bailey's yeah, came right. from he, Bailey Zappi came from Western Kentucky, where they know how to throw the football. The problem is it's if it's too much of a wide open attack, you don't really know what to expect. Brian I mean, Dabble they, maybe, maybe was part of the
1: reason players. that Josh Allen is who Josh Allen is now. All right, can we accept that? He's guy he can whisper to quarterbacks i'm i'm not concerned i'm picking the giants you ain't going to talk me off this ledge i'm going to die on this hill and i'll probably hear about it next week
2: well, I'm not talk, I'm not talk. <laughs> why would i give you a leg up i'm trying to pass you this thing pick the giants
1: yeah okay. okay take the giants you got it hey y'all we believe in
3: i
4: you. wish
1: i could
3: hey
4: i, I wish just I want to let you
1: know like if the giants win I expect well, uh, to hear something from,
2: from all from of you. <laughs> <laughs> we have all week, of week one with fucking Jill when she picked the Giants. All of us were like, you picked the Giants? And then they won and we we're like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> let's look at the uh, Lions and the
0: uh, Patriots. Bailey Zappi's <laughs> first career start. Rob, who, who do you got?
2: Damn, you got the Lions who are the highest scoring offense, but the Worse when it comes to uh, defending against other teams. So, uh, I'm gonna pick the the Patriots. I'm picking the Patriots to win this game. Okay. I know that's so
4: To be honest, I'm I'm stuck because you know Bill Belichick's defense hasn't exactly been the you know the studs that most folks in the New England era area, excuse me, know them to be. But the Lions, that defense, it still gives me cause to pause. I'm going to take the Patriots, but I think it's going to be a lot low scoring than uh, people were expecting. Even though the Lions put up a lot of points, I think the Patriots will take this in a close game.
0: Elliot?
3: Pat's nation, baby. Belichick's got, got it. Bailey Zappi's got it. Um, <laughs> I almost, I don't know. It's tough to say I wanted to pull a Cooper Rush and take Mac Jones' spot. I don't know. I wouldn't be opposed to it.
2: Look, the kid's ball placement, I'm telling you right now, Mac likes to high point his football a little bit. And what happens with that is it either goes in their hands or it gets tipped up and that's an interception. Where this kid was putting putting the ball was like almost knee level and you couldn't, you can't, they can't pick that off. And if he could just get a little confidence because he looks shaky in that first half and they really just limited the playbook. I think this kid really can sling the ball, especially against a deep defense like this. This is his, his, this is his chance. Put up 250 yards, four touchdowns. Fuck Fucking them, light them up. I've
3: said it before. I'll say it again. You can't evaluate a backup quarterback going in when he doesn't have a game plan prepared. He hasn't been running reps with the ones, right? So we'll see a different guy than we saw versus
1: Packers.
0: Most definitely.
1: Joe? I want to see the same guy I saw versus the Packers. I just want him to have more opportunities to throw the football because his accuracy was good. His ball placement was good. Everything looked good. I liked it. His decision making was good. Did he go on the wrong reads a few times? Yeah, but that's inexperience under center. Either way, I, I think that the Lions' lack of defensive ability is going to directly uh, result in the Patriots winning this game. I picked the Patriots against the Packers, and everyone thought I was crazy. You know, obviously, outside of uh, the Patriots fans thought I was crazy because they were like, "It's the Packers. They're Aaron Rodgers. No way we're going to be close." I I think the Patriots Ooh. have a chance to win this game, and I think it's going to be a lot further spread than we think.
2: Who's stopping? Oh. Ramondre Stevenson and Damian Harris. Good luck. Exactly.
0: Yeah. Let's look at the uh, Chargers and the Browns.
2: Rob, the Chargers or the Browns? Charger, Chargers, Chargers. Go ahead, next person. Chargers. So,
4: Same thing. I think the Chargers are a better team than what the Browns are right now.
2: Oh, yeah.
3: Elliot? I call it crazy, but I got the brownies. I like them here. I Joe? think that's an unrated team.
1: Give me Jacoby all day, baby.
3: Oh.
0: Browns. Oh boy. This is good. Keep your eyes on that <laughs> one, folks. Let's see what happens.
2: Ethan, well, Tex- is that you? <laughs> <laughs> the Texans and the Jaguars. Rob. Mm. Gag. I'm only, and I know I, I I said last episode I'm like this Jags team doesn't excite me. I think just the Texans are just that much worse. They're like 0 and 4, right? So I'm gonna take mm-hmm. the Jags. Srovan? So, I don't know actually. Um, I know
4: they certainly played the um they played the Eagles quite well. Jaguars did, but Lovey Smith's definitely got a good Texans team. Um, but I'm taking the Jags by a very small margin. Again.
3: Elliot. I think Trevor Lawrence is gonna walk in there, get his conditioner on, get his hairspray on, put his eyeliner in, use his perfume, and he's gonna lead him to a win. <laughs> he,
4: he's going to be, he's going to be Sunshine? You didn't think he's gonna be sunshine from a remember the Titan? Sunshine. Oh boy. <laughs> he's okay. Got sunshine.
1: okay, so I'm I'm taking the Jags and I Rob, how can you not be excited about the Jaguars team, alright? Like seriously. They're, they're sticking with the Eagles, who you thought were a good team. Like, I, I, they're The Jaguars are the best team in the NFC South. That's the not FFC saying that That's not, yeah. not saying but what? The Bucks are the did best team in my NFC <laughs> <My> <laughs> is the NFC South. How is right that now. different?
2: Oh, shut up. How is that they different? Look,
1: the look, NFC they, South they, and the South look they exactly the same.
2: They, oh, let me talk. They kept <laughs> up with the freaking Eagles. The Eagles scored 29 unanswered points. They scored a garbage touchdown and to keep it closed. No, no. Oh my God, Trevor Lawrence threw 174 yards and he had what five turnovers? He's a really good
1: Eagles team. Oh, shut up! So, no, so, so, so.
2: Oh, come
1: on. I'm still so excited about the Jaguars. I like the <laughs> direction <laughs>
2: they're <laughs> heading. In. I agree. I,
0: I think we can all agree the Jaguars are on the upward the upward. for the first time in a
4: while. Yeah, they yeah, have a they have what? something. And even though Trent Baalke, their GM, gets a lot of hate he does seem to have learned his lesson in some ways because we know what happened in San Francisco. Not,
0: oh, most definitely, most definitely. Most definitely. You know, that team is on the rise. They've got The only the reason they're
2: on the rise team. is because their schedule is fucking easy. They don't versus a really good team until week 10 against the Chiefs. Stop it. So I guess I'll see you in you, week guys 10. Are be, right. you guys going to be <laughs> Until week ten, you guys are gonna be kissing their ass until week ten when the Chiefs put forty on them. Stop it. Uh,
0: okay, oh, we're, we're gonna. If bookmark Chiefs lose Tony that game. Then. Then. <laughs> if okay. the Chiefs, God help you, if the Chiefs you can lose that game. it all you want. Let's...
2: I'm telling you right now, Trevor Lawrence is a fucking bum. Wow. wow. wow.
0: Let's keep it going. The Falcons <laughs> and the <Pucks. laughs> not your lady like that. <laughs>
4: <laughs> oh
1: man. Oh uh, god. Now, apparently.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Who's who, though? Yeah. Okay, next. What, what are we doing next? The Jesus. Falcons and the, bucks. That's next. the Falcons in the box. The Falcons in the, the, the bucks I'm taking the box. So, I don't the the Falcons don't have Cordero Patterson anymore, it's gonna be the Bucs.
0: Is it a consensus for the Bucs? No. Whoa. Um so, for me so you know. I put
1: this pick in, I put this pick in before Cordero Patterson went on IR. But I want you guys to know something. Tyler Algier crazy. has matched Cordell Patterson's rush attempts and has outdone him in yardage and yards per carry the last two games. Brent Huntley and Tyler Algiers both got 11 carries and they combined for over 140 yards. Cordero Patterson had the same amount of carries for 36 yards and he got the only rushing touchdown. I'll give him that. But in his limited usage, those guys showed up. I think this team is more than just a Cordero Patterson, unlike last year where they were nothing but Cordero Patterson. I think that I, I'm picking this team. I think that there's a lot going on in Tampa, and this is my second upset of the week.
0: Wow, Elliot, I, you, you I, are don't you, bet against Brady.
3: Next
1: topic. Thank
4: you. I'm I, <laughs> I'm not I'm not, gonna, I'm not betting against uh, Mister Twelve either. Heck, uh, that Super Bowl that he beat the Falcons in certainly saved me a yes. lot of cash. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Thank you, thank you. We, oh my my word. But the Steelers and the Bills. Oof. The Bills all around?
1: No. I'm playing. I'm playing. I'm playing. Yeah, I'm just. Rob's ready to come
2: through the free. I'm going to find you, bro. I swear to God. What did Bro do when he became the painter? Wait, did, did, someone say rock say rock 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 did someone
4: say Rob? Did someone say Rob Parker?
3: No, I oh, said he Rob was, was said, going to he come he through the
2: He Rob, like, as a me, but, like, oh my God. Okay. He might as well have been Rob Parker if he would have picked the Steelers. Uh, no, no,
1: no, no, no. I'm not. I
2: was playing. Like, I was playing. I was joshing. I was Bills. You got it. <laughs> Jesus. Josh, yep. gotcha.
0: okay. The Dolphins and the Jets. Oh, is mine. I know who
2: I got. <laughs> <laughs> I know who I got. It's a Go Dolphin. Is it not? Teddy Bridgewater's going to light it up. Come Jets.
1: On.
4: Right.
2: J-E-T-S.
1: Jets. Jets. Wait, Jets. No, baby, I'm telling you. Man, I'm you actually going to go with the Jets. Hey, come well. on. I,
4: I, think they're, I think Sauce Gardner can handle his weight. I'm going with the Jets in an upset. Mm-hmm. That's my upset, but that's very rare for me. The Dolphins offense outside of the fourth quarter has averaged, and I quote, 13,
1: 14, 20, and 15 points.
2: And I think Teddy Bridgewater's a better
1: quarterback. Than 12, 12, 12 I, don't even, all I don't
2: care. I don't care.
1: It doesn't matter. Like, they were touting having one of the best wide receiver cores in the league, and they have averaged less than 20 points a game on offense. Outside of some defensive scores and a fourth-quarter explosion with a Ravens collapse, the Dolphins are hot garbage on offense, and I will maintain if, that the rest of the damn
0: season. You have a non-healthy Xavier Howard. So on top of no Byron Jones, you have a non-healthy Xavier Howard. So yeah,
2: The Jets almost lost to the fucking Browns. The Come Browns on. are better than you think, man. There's a uh, lot of things that Jacoby said. Oh, my God. Come on. What? Do you guys snort. We line? loved
1: Jacoby when he was in a Patriots uniform, didn't we? We did. Yes, we did. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm not going to stop. stop hating on him just because he's wearing a Browns uniform. The uh, Browns are at two and two. So you be fair. Directly because of Jacoby Meyer. Or, or uh, <laughs> sorry. Okay, but think
4: about this. They're doing all this without um, a certain individual on their team. She'll and when that man. guy comes back, we will uh, see. The it's Voldemort. Voldemort. Exactly yeah. <laughs> well,
0: Rob, be fair. The at two and two. The, come on
4: now.
1: All right, what's for sure next? They're game? leading that division. Next game, or next, they're, or the they're
4: tied.
1: We the all in the, well, <laughs> all the Vikings have... here? Yeah.
4: yeah. Hey, I'm, I may I may have the uh, thing here, but until I see some consistency with the uh, mediocrity of the McCaskey way, i.e. Chicago, I just don't trust this organization this particular year. There's so limited resources, so limited draft capital, and I certainly blame Ryan Pace, the former general manager. Now, of yes. course, the new general manager has a lot of culpability himself, but he doesn't get that much blame yet. He gets it. But not yet. Give him next year. If it's not good by next year, we have a serious problem. This year, yeah. I'm going to be critical, but I won't be drop the hammer yet. You still have to see what this team can be, who's going to be available, and who will stick around for the future, and who all is going to get their walking papers in January.
0: I mean, outside of Darnell Mooney, <sighs> not, even Mooney. Hope
4: hope not even Mooney. Don't not even Mooney. There's there's nothing right now. Exactly. The Bears. You look at it's not you even Mooney. At- Heck, you don't got Montgomery you don't have Roquan Smith, kind of he'll probably get traded at the deadline. Same with Eddie Jackson. I know Eddie Jackson's got his picks, but they're going to be heavy, heavy sellers at the trade deadline and just move on. This that... new regime has been cutthroat. They're cutting players. They're cutting even executives that the McCaskies hold so dearly. If this new GM knows what he's doing, this team's going to be reshaped within the next two years. They'll be a competitive team if they know what they're doing.
2: Have you Thanks. looked at some of the numbers that Justin Fields has I do not I c I don't I they're in my phone, but he there's this one statistic. I forget what it is. When he's like dropping back like forty nine times. I forget what the damn statistic is, and he has like five passing completions. It's it like the the kid is like looks really bad, Justin Fields. And I'm not 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 entirely on him, but sure. just that team looks really that, really that offensive bad.
4: line. That people exactly. center. The affinity they have for the center position is Sam Mustrafer. Sam Mustford did a better job of blocking people on Twitter than he did blocking people against Giants. I'm serious. <laughs> I'm serious. Yeah. He was blocking so many people on Twitter for calling him out. And he had a better, you know, pass block, run block, Twitter block percentage than he did against Dexter Lawrence. Now, granted, Dexter Lawrence is a much better player, of course. But, hey, we there's an old saying in this world, you call it like you see it, and the doesn't lie. Very
0: true. Very true. Let's go ahead and keep it going. The Titans and the Commanders.
2: Rob, where do you stand on this? I'm
4: picking the Titans.
2: Why, why is that funny? I'm picking the Titans. No, 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 no. Uh, no. no, no, no. The,
4: no. The, it's just the game you're talking about, not who you picked.
0: I did, very true. Sir Von, where do you stand?
4: Well, I live in Virginia. And uh, there is not too much love for the quote-unquote Commanders. Well, in fairness, it does make sense, their name, because they, they've taken complete command of Pissing people off in the nation's (laughs) capital more than the other folks in this area. Certain folks, I'm not going to mention them, but I think the Titans will have a good time with this one. (laughs)
2: Elliot? Yeah, Titans. Joe? Titans. Titans. Titans.
0: Titans, Titans. Okay. (laughs) Seahawks and the Saints. Ooh. Seahawks. Exactly. You got to go with the Seahawks.
4: I'm gonna take Gino. I'm gonna let Gino go until he shows me otherwise. He's shown pretty well this year so far. Not great, but good enough.
2: Saints uh, good.
3: Gentlemen, Gino, go. more like oh, G. Oh, oh. Yes.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
1: we'll get out get of off. your dad with those jokes. Uh, <laughs> I'm going Seahawks as well. Um, yeah, that's not a good joke. Yeah, That was bad. You need to work on that. Yeah, I'm going. I'm going Seahawks. I think that the Saints have been just. Pedestrian plethora, pedestrian, but also like just a plethora of injuries. They're, they're they might as well be rolling the hospital ward out there, man. It's, it's
4: oh, yeah, they've uh, they're just not the same that they were with Sean Payton and Drew Brees. I think that fan base is kind of finding that out right now. They're learning about the Aaron Brooks days, you know, how rough that was, and then you had Arch Manning, even though the Dome patrol could hold up to some degree, but they're like, learning what it's like to go back to what it used to be, they're right like... back to what they used to be. The 49ers and the Panthers,
0: Rob.
2: what do you got? 49ers. I think Jimmy G's starting to find his his feet, his footing, and and Baker Mayfield the worst quarterback in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Fifteen point three QBR, fifteen point three QBR. You're that fucking shit, you brat. Solid you're... numbers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. For
3: Baker, it's not. If you're, you're
2: in soccer that yeah. because you're kicking. <laughs> The, the funny getting,
1: thing is is that is that he's still starting and Josh Dar- or Darnold is still sitting, which is all you need to know about. Yeah.
2: Well, exactly.
1: but I mean, Joe, what do you do? Sam Darnold, yeah. What do you do yeah. at that point? Call Josh Rose and make the trifecta of terrible quarterbacks. <laughs>
2: you trade away Christian <laughs> when so him- you try to get trade pieces. Uh- Box for the future because this yeah, team... you, tra- you trade
4: McCaffrey. You trade Brian Burns. Get those two guys out of there and get them to a team where they can thrive. Send McCaffrey to the Denver Broncos, so everything will be happy there. And then send Brian Burns to—I don't know—probably send him to uh who ah, send him to Philadelphia. Give them Howie Rose. Get some picks that Howie Roseman has had in his pocket, and then try to First, see what
2: works. Overall pick in the fourth. Why not? I yeah. Need... Why not? Okay. Fair enough. I think but I got was... the
4: Niners, by the way, Brad. I'm taking the Niners in this one. I
1: mean, I think everybody would. Panthers. Yeah, I'm Niners as well. Elliot, you Niners?
3: Yes, sir. Jimmy G. Yeah. Excellent. Let's see if That's it's, it's the, the greatest quarterback the to grace to our pick... presence.
2: Yeah, shut the fuck up. <laughs> <Huh? laughs> <Yeah. Why? laughs>
0: the Eagles and the Cardinals. Yeah. Everyone for the Eagles? Yep.
2: Yeah, yeah. But this is going to yeah. be a Eagles lot closer thing. I think it's gonna be a lot closer than you think. I I don't think the Cardinals are that bad of a team. I just think that like they're missing DeAndre Hopkins.
3: It depends which version of Kyler Murray shows up. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, yeah. version that's, and that's that's Cowboys and the Rams.
4: Ooh.
2: Cooper Cup keep, uh,
0: Cooper Cup. Cooper Rush keeps it going.
2: This Rush is Nation. my upset of the week. This is my upset of the week. I'm picking the Cowboys. I I look. I'm looking at the Rams teams and there's too many question marks. And I just think that Sam uh, Matt Safford does not give me a lot, a lot of hope right now. Oh, He's the just passing. Favorite, actually. Exactly. Are they really?
3: Yep. yeah'm you know, an upset, points. Rob. Yeah. Oh, Rob.
2: I'm allowed to be wrong. So <laughs> <laughs> why? Oh, how, how are they not
3: favorite?
2: All right. Whatever.
3: The Cooper Rush is baby he goat. It. He's got it.
2: Right. Are you the only one I know that can hit that octave with that that voice of yours, man? That's true. like I'm, I guess okay. It's not my upset of the week, but I'm picking the Cowboys.
4: I'm going Dallas too. I think that Micah Parsons is going to be able to do some wonders against that Rams offensive line. Um, sure, sure. Von Miller is going to have his hands. Pardon me, Aaron Donald is going to be giving Zach Martin all the fits because that's always a good matchup. But hey, when you're one dimensional, the one thing about Dan Quinn. He's not. He may not be a great head coach, but he knows how to be a good defensive coordinator. Because if he if he can focus strictly on the defensive side of the ball, as opposed to overseeing the whole thing, all he'll just need is tell GM, get me a few more horses, and I'll take care of the rest. And even if Mike McCarthy were to let's say Mike McCarthy goes, and then they get Sean Payton, there's no question Dan Quinn's going to be retained. Because then Sean Payton will say Dan Quinn, you do what you want with the defense. I'll whip this off into the shape. I'll give you some more pieces. Let's go from there. If Dan Quinn strikes to defense alone, he's got the right horses and he's got the mind to do it. Particularly Michael Parsons and Trayvon Diggs. They're a lot like those Cowboys from the 90s. Speed, speed, speed. Did I mention speed? So, I'm taking the Cowboys in an upset.
3: Coincidentally, they're led by a quarterback named Rush. So, works out.
4: That's true. Yeah, they can yeah. certainly rush the quarterback, no doubt. <laughs>
0: with that being said, the, our next game here is the Bengals and the Ravens.
1: Do we like, all take? Do we all take Cowboys? Wait oh, a yeah. minute, Joe, you're going what? with the Rams? Yeah, upset of the week. Fuck wow. <laughs> off. <laughs> no, but I am going with the Rams. Yeah, I went with the Rams. That's
2: not. A,
4: that's not really an upset. That's not a bad pick,
2: though. Oh. <laughs> That's not really surprising because if the Rams actually turn back to what they can be, they can be good, like really good. The oh, yeah. but it's not—it's not,
4: not like, Joe, it's not like yeah. Joe paid the Commanders over the Titans. No, that would have I mean, been like
1: no, but I did pick the Falcons over over the Bucks and the Giants over the Packers. So. So
2: that's, that's an upset. Hey,
4: it is what it is. <laughs> man. At least you have an argument. You have an argument yeah. in that regard. Now, if you pick yeah. the Commanders, I'd be like, "What are you have trying you been to do?"
0: Smoking whatever Ethan smokes at this point. I mean, maybe. <laughs> Do you gotta take oh,
1: risks? All right, you gotta take risks. We're trying to win the 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 pickums, and I feel like this is the my week. This is my week that I go back to five hundred.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that tells you all. I was you was five, I, was, I was a solid like. No, no, 10 come and six on, stop, four. Elliot. This whole year's been upsets left and right. I mean, where were you last year? No, I know. I know.
0: Fair enough, fair enough. But the Bengals and the Ravens, Rob,
2: take it away. Bengals and the Ravens, who do you got? That Ravens defense scares the fuck me. They'll start off really good, but then they'll do what they do best is collapse. I'm picking the Bengals. I think the Bengals are now gonna start turning the, the chapter over. I think that the Bengals are gonna win this game, and I just don't have any faith in that Ravens defense.
4: Okay, Sylvain? Honestly, I don't disagree. But one thing I do know is that when the Bengals, sorry, when the Ravens are at home on a Sunday night and they wear those black jerseys, they get more and more intimidating. So, again, I'm going to pick the Bengals. However, I don't think Cincinnati is going to have that same level of offensive efficiency against the Ravens as they would have had if it was a 12 o'clock or a you know, 3.30 game because it's a Sunday night football with the Ravens in the black jerseys. It's going to be a much more physical contest, but I got the Bengals in a very, very tight game. and this one, I'm actually serious. It's going to be very tight.
3: Elliot? I got the Ravens here. I think Lamar Jackson just got the X-Factor. He'll run over everyone.
4: Yeah, I agree with Elliot. I'm not too confident about this game as some of the other games, because this this could go either way. This
2: is my risky pick of the week. I'm going to be completely honest with you because I'm just That's banking fair. on the – want to take
4: fear. the L on this pick, unlike other picks. I'm willing
2: to take the L on this just because, like, it, look at what, how the Ravens have performed on defense. And if the, if the Bengals can just figure it out with the Higgins chase and who am I – Boy, boy, boy. Okay, so if they can figure it out, I, look, they could really click on all cind- cylinders, and especially against a divisional opponent where the blood is pumping a little bit more than usual, that's when I—that's why—that's why I picked them. Joe,
1: Ravens. Good I think that I—I I just I don't like the same way that Rob doesn't trust the Ravens defense. The Bengals are—I don't—I tr- don't trust that offense. I don't think that it's any looked really together or as well as it looked last year and i haven't seen anything that makes me think that even if the ravens do fall apart that the Bengals can take advantage of it. i mean they did it to pittsburgh you know they saw how that game went and they still lost
0: <laughs> Fair enough.
1: all right
0: let's keep it going last but certainly not least the raiders and the chiefs mcdaniels <laughs> versus reed for the love of God,
1: who is anybody I, pick the? Raiders?
2: I don't think the Chiefs get slowed down at all in this game. I'm gonna put like fifty. Oh no, the Raiders! I, you're gonna pick them. And I don't understand
1: how the Raiders are this bad.
2: I just don't. Yeah, going to be I really didn't see this
1: coming at all. I,
2: I, mean, I, yeah. I did. I did. I, I, well, I believe yeah, I crossed in the off. But you're blinded I by it. hate. Oh, I
1: I am, too. I think Josh McDaniels is a shit offensive coordinator. And and, but I mean, still, I thought the defense would be there enough to to keep them there. They had Chandler Jones. They had Mason Crosby. The defense looked good. It looked like they were going to be they were putting something together to knock the Chiefs off. That was the whole point of everything they did was become the power in that division. And so far, they look like a just a straight dumpster fire. And thank God they got a win last week. Otherwise, Josh McDaniels would be unemployed. (laughs) And
2: And back in Patriots. Josh McDaniels. I don't care how good of a team you have on paper. You have a coach that's a fucking imbecile. Because I don't think he's anything good. I think he rode the coattails of of Tom Brady. And I said preseason that this team was going to collapse. And I was fucking right. Fair enough. Trying to mic pop.
0: (laughs) fair, Fair enough. With that being said, this has been, with that being said, this has been the House Call Podcast, coming at you with another episode. Thank you so much for so, to uh, Savan for stopping by. Pleasure to have you on. Remember, you can't watch the videos. You want to listen to us while you're out and about on the go? We're on Spotify. Give us a listen there. All your social medias, we're there. TikTok, YouTube, YouTube obviously. Instagram, Twitter, you name it, we're there. This has been the House Call Podcast signing off.
2: Not, I, I don't understand it, but to be honest. I'm looking at him, and I'm like, you have all these people that have done everything possible to put you in a situation where you could be back on the field, and you just keep shooting.